0: Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Sharp Tongue Podcast. I'm your girl, Jessie Mae Peluso. How are you doing? How you living? How you loving? You want to hear Carlin? That's Carlin saying hello to you too. Happy post Thanksgiving week. How's your gut? How's your gut? Did you grow a foop over the fucking weekend? If you didn't grow a foop over the fucking weekend, I can't talk to you. I cannot talk. I have nothing to say to you. If you didn't throw down, then then what's the point of living? If you're not squeezing every drip drop of this bitch, why are you even? Why are you even here, bro? You're wasting your time. You're wasting your motherfucking time, bro. Did I take an edible? Yes. Yes, I did. God bless you, okay? Tell Dr. and I'm doing my best, okay? I'm out here doing my damn best. And if you want to be doing your best, go to my YouTube page and click subscribe and like the videos. And send them to your fucking stuck-up grandma or aunt or dad or mom or sister and let them laugh a little. Give them a little bit of Jesse May's tough love, okay? I'm out here. Bringing joy and changing lives. You're goddamn welcome. You are goddamn welcome. I am am back to enjoying podcasting. Not that I wasn't enjoying it before, but you guys know you know the deal. I don't need to explain myself. Okay, I'm out here giving it my all, and 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 turns out I really wasn't giving it my all. Now I am. Now I'm back. Am I? Is there an edible in my system? You're goddamn right. There is. Is it a little bit? It's just a little scooch. Okay. It's a little scoochy magooch. So back the fuck up, and be respectful. This episode, it's just OG. You know I'm I'm back and feeling good when I am doing these like episodes of just me talking trash. Honestly, I was thinking about it. I was like, you know, there's so many podcasts with guests, and yes, I do enjoy having guests once in a while especially if I can nerd out on some neurology or, you know, people who are spending their lives saving the fucking Amazon forest. Those people I feel, if you can bring value and teach us something new, I want to have them as a guest. Or if it's somebody who is cool, like someone in my life that I know that I want you guys to be introduced to and, and know my friendship with, not as a bragging right, more as just as an appreciation and gratitude moment, you know, like having just different people in the field, in the industry who I love, who make me laugh and, and wanting to bring them to you guys. But then again, I was thinking about when I started this podcast and it was just me talking shit and realizing that's what I love to do and that's what I'm good at and that's what I enjoy just riffing and bullshitting and tell you guys about my day and how I feel about life and all of that. So there's some the sadness has been lifted a little, the depression has depleted a little, and I feel like a new version of myself. So I appreciate you guys. I want to thank you guys for your support in this whole process of this podcast and how many years we've been doing this and you guys just being so supportive through all the highs and lows. But at the end of the day, you guys come for a show and that's what you fucking deserve. You know, you don't as much as I like to share what I'm going through, I will do it when it's a consumable product where it's something that can be um, where you guys can learn from or grow from or experience joy from. That's when I want to deliver it to you, not have you guys worry about my day being shit. You guys come to me to escape that and I don't take that for granted and I think it's an honor to be able to have a job that helps you guys forget your shit. That's what I'm here for. I'm your damn court jester, Jesse May. God bless. Send in your rich dads, your divorced dads, only the rich ones. Okay. Send them my way. I'm coming home for Thanksgiving. I will be home for Christmas. Hang up the mistletoe, bitch, and start calling me mom. (laughs) This week's guest is a really talented lady. She's so entertaining and heartfelt and really has done a lot with her career. And I'm honored to know her. I'm honored to call her a friend. I think you guys are really going to enjoy this episode with the one, the only, the hilarious, me. (laughs) comedy how hard it is to make it in this biz i'm a fucking professional each week it's something different sometimes i have a guest host sometimes it's gonna be a movie companion episode sometimes i just ramble about the bullshit i dealt with the week before you never know what you're gonna get it's raw uncut and funny it's me merry christmas merry christmas merry christmas and how the fuck is it already the holidays how did this happen People tell me why you guys got to see my shirt. I am sitting, our, our, my studio this week is in my sister's guest room again because I am in upstate New York. I am rocking the Wu-Tang is for the children, everybody. We are, I, I didn't even put under eye concealer. I'm here just living in my truth. Let me brush my hair. I feel like at the very least I could take out my no fucks given bun and give you guys a real run for your money. I feel like at the very least, that's what you deserve. It's certainly what your dad deserves. I don't know if anybody, <laughs> look at this look. If you're watching the video, you're welcome. If you're not, you really are not living your full life here. Sometimes this dry shampoo comes out white and then I end up looking like a middle-aged librarian if I don't brush it out. It's, it could be a really alarming situation, especially if you're out there trying to snatch up people's dads. And if you follow me on Instagram, you know it's exactly precisely what I'm doing these holiday seasons. Yes, the multiple holiday seasons, because I won't stop. Okay. And I'm not, that's not to say I'm a home wrecker. I'm not looking to wreck homes. Oh, God, the hair is gorgeous today. I'm not looking to ruin anyone's family. I'm looking for divorced dads, rich divorced dads. Carly and I are both on the prowl for the same. Uh, type of guy. I've been on the prowl for this type of guy for some time, and and it's nice to see that Carly sees the value in it now. So, um, yeah, uh, h- hide your dads, hide your kids, we're coming for them. Let me get my headphones back on. Let's see how I can do this without making this a total disaster. Hold on. Okay, we got the new mic, but I have to. My new mic stand hasn't arrived at my sister's yet, so um, we are really dealing with some slim pickings because I don't have any podcast producer here with me. Deb's not here with me. So I am left out to the masses to just do this on my own. But let's not forget, lest we forget that I used to do this on my own all the time. So, you know, don't complain. See the challenge as an opportunity and you will yourself advance. I I'm here for the holidays. This is not a grief survival guide episode, although I kind of want to get into it, but I will save it for the next time. This is just a regular STP OG episode, Jesse May, just spitting from the dome. You know, just your average... Oh, speaking of spitting, don't get excited. I'm talking about those weird people who go on wine tastings and spit the wine back in the water into the glass. W- what are you doing? Jesus turned water into wine for a reason and you're going to waste it? That's rude, Bethany. And by the way, no bitch named Bethany is spitting the wine back in the glass. She's like, Can I have another one. So cheers. Happy Black Friday. That's what I'm recording on. Yes, it is noon and I'm having wine. And so what? And you know what's nice? Is I'm not having wine for the simple desire to forget or to mask emotion or to anything I'm having wine because I enjoy wine and you guys know if you follow me that red wine causes me a little bit of problem excuse me red wine causes me a little bit of an issue you can say I've developed a red uh, wine allergy unfortunately I'd like to look at it as nature being a bitch I like to look at it as nature being a wholehearted woman hating bitch she's like oh is this something you love oh do do you just like to enjoy a couple glasses well, here's the headache of a century. You're welcome. Welcome to 39, bitch. It's so rude. And here I, look, I'm gonna, I'm about to sneeze. <clears throat> it's not COVID. It's an allergy. And it is legitimate. And uh, it reminds me of that time I was talking to my mom about it. R.I.P. No Pants Nance. And I had called her to tell her, like, I really think I'm coming to terms with the fact that I am I can't drink red wine. And I told her, I was like, it gives me a headache. I wake up feeling like utter shit in the morning. After only having one or two glasses, I'm like, I can't drink red wine. She's like, well, you got to switch to white. (laughs) Not stop drinking red wine. Switch to white. So, you know, and Nancy saw a challenge and she rose up to that challenge and saw it as an opportunity for me to enjoy a new varietal. A new type of wine. But nope, alas, alas, the same glass. I love my red. And so I just pop a Benny once in a while. not a Benezapine Benadryl. Yeah, I'm not out here just trying to be in a coma. I'm just trying to not sneeze while I have wine. I'm hardcore. (laughs) So hardcore. Mm. But I I found this wine. Let me put a coaster down. My sister will fucking kill me. I'm just going to use my podcast notes. Yes, I do take notes. I've luckily started to give a shit again. Not that I wasn't completely not giving a shit before, but if you listen to last week's episode, How to Unleash Your Grief, you will know what I'm talking about, that I was going through a very hard time. Still, you know, not that I've overcome this hard time. Miraculously, I'm just healed. But um, I think going through this hard time has made me not have all the energy that I'd like to have for you guys and for my art and what I do and how I perform and what I put out, you know, it takes energy to do that. So now I'm, 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 I have energy and I'm, I'm taking notes. I used to take notes (laughs) back in the day. I took notes when I was doing the podcast and you know, um, it's a sense of caring. It's a sign of caring. It's, you know, preparation is a a majority of the game. So uh, here I am. I'm like, I'm, rubbing I'm, I'm basically like boasting about how i fucking took notes like it's some big <laughs> yeah you know i'm really doing great i'm taking notes for my podcast um but uh yeah i'm i'm putting i'm using the wine on the notebook that was the whole point point. Mm. and um i am here at my sister's this time it was it's, a, it's such a different vibe not that i've overcome all the emotions of grief this is not a grief survival guide episode but it feels lighter it feels nice and i i I drove here i found this wine because i drove cross-country and my favorite red wine varietal is nero davila it's a sicilian red and it's hard to find i like i have i got expensive taste (laughs) i just have high standards i'm i i don't give a fuck Uh. You know, I need, I don't need to make excuse for that anymore. And everybody who works with me knows that. Debbie knows that. Rudy. They all know I have high standards. And I, it, it goes. It, I mean, let's be real. Like it, the men in my life have not necessarily been of the highest standard, but that's changed. Now I'm coming after your rich dads and, and Michael Keaton. But the wine I, I like tends to be. You know, it's not all expensive wine. You know, because I've had to drink the organic wine to sort of keep me you know, keep my body. Uh, but this wine I found, it was a Nero d'Avila. It was on my road trip back to Syracuse. And we'll get to that in a second. And I was getting gas my last stop before my last Airbnb. And, you know, I've done this cross-country trip so many times, but, you know, you got to gas up, you got to kind of schedule everything and be somewhat good at organizing and all that which I pride myself on. I love organizing things. It's one of my favorite pastimes. (laughs) And I was like getting gas. And then I said, oh man, I need some red wine. But I don't want just any red wine. I'll just stop at this liquor store and see what they have. It was in, uh, I think it was in, I forget what town it was. I don't know. It was one of the fucking towns between LA and here, Syracuse, New York. And I pop in and I see the the second bottle I grabbed was a Nero Davila. I wish I had the bottle here with me and it was organic you guys oh my god it was like meant to be Mm. are the grapes organic did somebody read to the grapes before they went to bed i was so excited i bought all the wine there was only six bottles on display bought it all actually i left one for the for the table you know for the for the liquor store just left it for the table like let me i'll leave you guys with one and i'm gonna take the rest and actually no i take it back i bought them all (laughs) I'd take it back about every single bottle and that's what I'm drinking now. And not too much of a headache without the Benadryl. I always test the wine I take. One glass. I take a glass at night and I see what it do in the morning. And if I'm not fuzzy at all, I'm like, "Okay, then I'll then I'll do like two glasses." And that's my limit. I don't like more than two glasses of wine. You know, unless we got some good tequila to pass around. I don't like two more I don't like more than two. can't stand when people do that with the wine in their mouth. If you ever go to a fucking wine tasting or winery, they do this. What the fuck are you doing, Lance? Sounds like you're working on plumbing in your own neck. Stop it. You look like a fucking asshole. Wine sommeliers are fucking assholes. (laughs) Oh, can you get a, do you get a blueberry note? what no is this like is this a musical scale oh a flavor note okay well l- l- why don't we just leave that blueberry in the produce department okay because i don't i don't smell one f- you know what i do smell cow hooves i don't get a note of i never get the notes that they say on the bottle I oh, i wish i had the fucking bottle i never get the notes I feel like they're just writing these poetic sentences about what the wine should smell like and taste like. And in reality, all wine smells like cow hooves. Tell me I'm wrong. Come at me with the receipts. (laughs) I don't get chocolate, Trevor, but I do get a strong aroma of cow chips. Mmm, I'm smelling uh, dark chocolate and cow hoof. I should be a Somali, like the worst sommelier. You know, just the way the social media works. I could probably have a really successful career as the worst Somalia. I'm like, this smells like baby diapers and divorce. Mm, enjoy it. It's a Friday red. Enjoy. Have a gulp. Um, yes, I did drive cross country. Let's get into that. So I drove cross country again. I've done this trip. Let's see. The first time that I did the trip, I was inspired to because my sister was having Karina, her second kid, I believe. That's why I did the road trip. And one of the things that compelled me to drive cross country: a, I am an adventurer. I love to travel alone. I love to be out alone. It's one of my favorite things to do. Um, and I love to explore. I love meeting new people. You know, I'm 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 a pretty ballsy bitch, and I like to get out there in, in the world. It's such a short, beautiful life. I like to explore. Um, here you guys can explore the bottom part of this. I'm in hot pink and purple sweatpants. You're welcome. And I just wanted to go also because I have three dogs. So that's a hard crew to travel with. And it's very expensive to have them be sat by people. And also I, when I lived in New York, I was home like every weekend and ever since moving to L.A., it was so much harder, especially with my parents getting older, me missing milestones like the birth of my nephew and and birthdays and, and de- deaths and funerals and all these milestones that you miss. It makes it hard living away. So I was like, well, let me just go home and stay for the summer. And I did that. That was the first trip when my sister was having her kid. And then the second trip, I think, was when my dad was not well and then i did it a couple more times just because it allowed me to spend a chunk of time with my family and the country really is beautiful and I, it also i love airbnbs i pride myself with being able to find the best airbnbs i like something cozy something charming and also it might look like it'll pop up on a dateline nbc special about a woman last seen in cabin 10 you know i just love Staying in a place that may be the last place somebody sees me alive. I probably shouldn't say that. You shouldn't put that out in the universe, but it's a joke. These cabins are like really cute. There was a couple that looked like a Hunter's Lodge. (laughs) Definitely a Hunter's Lodge vibe. There's one that Marty and I stayed at in Tobyhanna, Pennsylvania. And I called it the Bear B&B. Marty and I both referred to it as the Bear B&B because it, they it was in, you know, the mountains. It was a chalet. The the Airbnb chalet. It was the Bear B&B chalet because there everywhere you looked there was a fucking bear on it. Remember that sketch from Portlandia put a bird on it. This was the same but put a bear on it. There's a bear rug, bear curtains, bear mugs, bear pillows, bear blankets, um a bear a bear chef with a dish. <laughs> you ever see these things like if you ever saw the sky mall magazine you know what i'm talking about the sky mall magazine was famous for three things the pillow that let you sleep right on the tray in front of you on the airplane the large sasquatch the lawn decor you know oh look at our neighbors they love they love things that aren't real and it's just a sasquatch you put in your front yard can you i i I want to marry the person who actually bought that and put it in their fucking yard. That's my soulmate. Wherever that person is, find them. It's my soulmate. And then and then the, the third thing that you would buy <laughs> off of SkyMall was like those waiters. They're, they're like it's a it's a table, but it looks like a little person. There was like an Italian guy with a tray and like b- carving uh, like a bear holding a tray and you'd put this in your living room i don't know in your entertainment room and you'd put just (laughs) you put different cocktails on it for a party I i never understood it but it was my favorite things out of sky mall and that's what this airbnb had it looked like somebody went somebody popped an edible and went on sky mall i actually just typed in bear and bought it and just kept putting things in the shopping cart. They weren't even looking. They're like, need it, need it, need it, need it. Put it in. Do we need it? Don't think about it. Put it in the cart. That's what this person did when they decorated this the chalet. Which to this day I don't know what the fuck a chalet is. At first, I know it's rude. I know it's rude. It's like, what the f- where who in what world? Am, what am I, Cinderella? If this is a chalet, somebody should be giving me a massage. I feel like it's a very fancy word. I feel like there should be a hot tub, a hot tub, a masseuse, an on-site masseuse, and and meats and cheeses, a a, a dish of meats and cheeses. Don't call yourself a chalet unless I get all those things. Very pretentious. Like, it's it's a shed with bears in it. Let's be real. It's a shed-lay. Maybe that's what somebody said, a shed where you can get laid, and someone heard chalet, and then they're like, that sounds great. Let's put that on the listing. So, I've stayed in many amazing places. It's one of the reasons why I love to travel cross country because you get to stay in all of these cool, weird places. It's one of the reasons I found Mystic Springs, which is one of my favorite spots. You guys know that. Um, excuse me, I'm recording. Please shut the door. I'm not done. A few more minutes. You guys got to go. Thank you. I told you I'd come get I told you I'd want to come get you after. Hug and kiss. Okay. Hi, guys. Look at my bunny I got. Okay, now you got to go. Oh, it's back. With thank Look you. Oh, gosh, thank you. I love you. Okay, well, they're... Go- and make All sure right. you always say love. I love you. Always say love. Okay, love you got to go. And make sure you always give hugs and kisses. No, okay. And make sure you go and shut the door. And don't come back until I come to get you. I'll lock the door. And lock the door. <laughs> it's just... You know what, being here, every time I come here, not just when I, you know, we can't have kids in the frame and then I say that. (laughs) Fungal. Every time I come here, every time I met my sisters, I'm reminded of the difficulty of being a human, not just a mom, of being a human around children because moms are still human beings. And I think that's where a lot of women struggle is because they kind of, sometimes they lose their identity in the pursuit of being a good mom. And I don't know if there's a way around it. I think it might just be a natural uh, way to raise and rear children. You know, you have, you, there's no time for yourself. And even me here as an aunt and they come in, it's, it's adorable. But I obviously, I'm such a like anal retentive Virgo. I'm like, I need my podcast time. And then you guys can come in and do your podcast time. And we can't have any crossover. Okay. We can't mix up. We cannot mix up the, 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 the dishes. We have to keep everything in its place, everything in its right place. Um, so, yeah, I've done this cross-country trip so many times. I love all the places I can stay. And, you know, you meet you meet a lot of different people along the way. And and I like to stop. Look at me. I'm, I'm deferring to my notes. I like to stop and make friends and actually talk to people. I really do enjoy talking to complete strangers, not like we're going into complete depth about our lives and where we came from and why we have childhood trauma, but, you know, I look people in the eye and I enjoy that. Um, And something that I was inspired by doing this Tony Robbins weekend was you know, something he said, which is something that I've read and I know about, you know, I have my own life strategist that I use, Brett Coston. you guys know I've, I've mentioned him, and he's expressed this and things that I've read and learned during researching grieving and um, even researching Alzheimer's disease, um, just ways to deal with getting through hard times is the value and the gratitude you can get from giving back and in volunteering, volunteering your time. And you know, even if it's just something simple like paying for the next person's gas or buying somebody a drink or paying for the next person's meal in line if you're in a drive-through. Just paying it forward or backward, depending on what direction your money needs to go or your your good deed. And I was at Subway at, during a stop, I, I don't know where I was. Definitely a long stretch of road, and I was just getting. It was a rest stop, and I was there was a subway that happened to be inside of it, and I was grabbing a a sandwich. You know, I love a fucking nice a nice vegetable sandwich. I love all the vegetables in a wrap with some avocado, tuna, and a little olive oil and vinaigrette. And you're welcome. God bless all the veggies in that, and you'll poop. You will poop a a submarine it'll be it's move i like to call that the movement hoagie because that gets stuff moving so i bought my sandwich and then there was a guy behind me this nice gentleman and i was at line cashing out and i said i'd like to buy his lunch as well and he looked at me shocked and he was like no and i said i wasn't yes sir, please. I It's my gift to you. I don't know you. You don't owe me anything. I'm not asking for anything back. I don't need you to give me cash. This isn't like, you know, some strange deal where I'm only, I'm going to buy it, pay for it in Bitcoin. I gen- genuinely want to buy you lunch. And he was just like, no, like just so adamant about it. Like, no, I can't. And he looked to be a person who may be struggling and I didn't do it because of that, but I also did it because of that. Meaning I want to be able to give back and help anybody. Because sometimes it's hard to tell who's struggling. A lot of people wear it. You know, they, they carry heavy things and they make it look easy. And some people it's very apparent. And this guy I could just tell. I could tell by the way he his posture, how his posture was in line, the way his eyes were darting around. He was tired and stressed. Or he was going to rob the place. One of those two things it was a high possibility and probability. And I was like, I, I, it wasn't even that I wanted to, it was like, I have to, because I can, you know? And I was like, I would like to pay for this guy's lunch. And then my mind, I'm like, what if he came in here and he's buying for the fucking, maybe there's like a high school football team on the bus. And he's like, okay, 22 hoagies. I'm like, shit, just for one of the hoagies, I he ordered a box of cookies, which I thought was adorable. Oh, hopefully, somebody's still alive. Someone was screaming in the background, and a sandwich and a drink. And, you know, it cost me an extra 10 bucks, you know, but the look on his face, and I saw him leave with a little pep in his step. And now he's probably, hopefully, going to go and do that subconsciously, maybe. Even like where he normally wouldn't reach out to somebody because maybe he doesn't even think he has something to give. And he just from the strange, the kindness of a stranger, he was given enough fuel for himself to be able to give. You know, I think that's the thing about giving back and being generous is that, if, and if, if you can do it from a place where your cup is full, that. It's not you giving back to somebody. It's you helping fill somebody else's cup so that they have some more energy to give to people in their life, whether it be their children, a sick parent, their career, maybe they're a teacher and they can give more to their classroom or maybe it's a stripper and she can give more in the lap dance, whatever it is, everybody needs a little extra something. And that's why I did it because I feel more full. I feel like my cup is fuller these days and it makes me want to give and from no other desire but the feeling of being able to give and you know for me it's one of the reasons why I feel more energy now and I do owe that to to Tony for kicking that you know sort of Kicking me into that idea and mentality, not that he actually kicked me. I'm not saying Tony Robbins kicked me. (laughs) Um, it's just, it's a, it's a a form of speech, you know, just a way of describing what it felt like he sort of like reinvigorated this desire in me. And it's, it was always there. I think it's just things get heavy and you lose your focus and your intention. And I, I'm a gen, generally chatty person, generally v- very open to, you know, helping people. That's just my natural state. And, and not all the time, you know, like I said, like sometimes I'm, you get me first thing in the morning without, you know, mud water or without a little bit of like a b- breakfast burrito, but fucking watch out. Like, step back. I got a lot of things that I need to do to get to the place where I can be this bubbly bitch and that's okay I know my journey I know I know what what I need to do I have a whole morning ritual my my whole team knows that I hate to say team fuck that I like to say team I handpicked these handpicked these motherfuckers and they're very good um they all know I got my morning ritual like please don't bother me like I it's nothing against you but I can't have you in my space in the morning I need to do my own thing I don't even like to fucking talk in the morning that's why I know I'm not mother material right now because these motherfuckers won't stop. They, they all pod. Children should have podcasts. They really should. That's why I'm going to record with these fuckers afterwards. We're going to do a Patreon episode. So if you want to listen to Karina and Elliot, they'll be on the Patreon. Um, but you can give back. You know, you don't have to give. You're like, well, maybe some of you are listening. Like, well, I don't even have an extra fucking dollar for myself. Giving back doesn't have to be a monetary exchange. It can be verbal. It can be a smile. It's just an energy you put out in the world, and it's an attitude. You know, I stopped at this place called the Log Cabin Cafe. It's right on, it's off of, um it's when you're cu- coming west to east, and I think it's Route 10. I can't remember, but you can Google it, Log Cabin uh, Cafe near Loretta Lynn's Museum. So those two landmarks are close to each other as well as a really great Amish farm store all three of those things are must-sees and this little log cabin cafe was just the cutest like you walk in it's like hey y'all how you doing honey why don't you grab yourself a booth and we'll be right with you and I'm sure they're talking some trash when they go through the door and then when they come back out they're like bless her heart I'm like, this skinny bitch looks like she just got off the pole from a a mid-afterday, afternoon lunch shift. Let's get her some, she needs some greens to cleanse her soul. Um, It was this adorable little place, and the waitress was adorable. It's like these you go to these towns, and these people are just so adorable because I really don't think they have as much of an idea of what's going on in the world. You really have to travel. The only way you know or are able to know what's going on in the world, uh, even our own culture, let alone other cultures, the only way to really, I think, expand your ideas and have you have an open mind is to get out on the road and to travel and to talk to people and to expose yourself to different cultures. Even within our own culture, there's so many subcultures. So, you know, being able to do that makes me have an open mind about when I go to these towns and I meet these people who don't have open minds, and it's not their fault. It's because of how they live. You know, you can tell, you can really tell how open a town's mind is by the way they dress. You know, a lot of these girls are going to buckle, that store in the mall. There's always a store in the mall called Buckle, and everything in the store's got a fucking buckle on it. You can tell how advanced a society is based off of the, how many buckles they have on their outfits. That's just, that's just a fact. Um... The other thing that is is very telling is the hairstyle. How much hairspray? If the hair doesn't move, the, don't talk politics. If they if their hair doesn't shift one inch, you can't mention politics because you're you're gonna get shot. You're gonna get shot by a guy who's just having a coffee. You didn't even know that he had a shotgun on his belt. He's just at the he's sitting at the cafe. He's sitting at like the bar part, and he's having a just a coffee and a donut. That guy's got a shotgun in his boot. Chaplin, excuse me. And so the hairstyle and the in the actual style, you can tell a lot about the the town and, and how exposed they are to the outwi- outside world. Now, this is not ex- an exact science. Nor is it me talking shit about small towns. It's just what I've noticed from my travels. So this little log cabin cafe was just so cute. And I sit down and I... And my waitress was Davy or Danny, I think her name was. And she was just so sweet. She had a general... A, a, a genuine sweet way about herself and she was a great waitress i'm gonna set this place on fire hold on hold that hold that thought On great waitress i gotta lock the door or i'm gonna get a knife and uh you guys are gonna see me in the news hold on Well, I can say that one of the kids made it. <laughs> the babysitter arrived, so. And there's more screaming. The babysitter arrives and the screaming continues. Um, I'm in no way, shape, or form talking shit about these small towns. It's just, it's, it's my science. It's not like societal science or social science. It's just my science as to what I've witnessed. And Danny was just so sweet. And, you know, I talked to her like a fucking human being. And she said to me, and it really made, it kind of hurt my heart, but at the same time it warmed it. She said, thank you for being nice to me. And I was like, and she, and she meant it. She was saying it like a realization that it doesn't happen to her often. And that's fucked up. I think it's fucked up. Anytime you go into a place where someone's serving you, or waiting on you, or washing your clothes, or washing your fucking feet, doing your hair, um, fixing your car, um, doing anything. It's really messed up for you to treat them like they're the help, regardless of their color. It's just so fucked, and I can't stand it. I fucking can't stand it. And that's not to say you can't ask for certain standards within the service you're getting. You know, I like to communicate what I like. I don't expect or make assumptions about anything. That's the worst way to approach life is to not communicate and, and expect someone to know what you're thinking and, and make assumptions. That is a highway to misery. You'll be depressed and miserable for the rest of your life unless you communicate what you need. And so that I always just make sure, you know, when I get my nails done, please don't use that drill. I don't like that fucking drill. If someone's, getting into my car I'm like please don't rob me blind (laughs) because I don't know what the carburetor from from the belt I don't know why my car has accessories um but please don't fuck up the belt my car's belts I don't know if they're designer or what but please just don't touch them I I express myself and and for Danny to say thank you for being nice to me I don't know what you guys think or feel but to me that indicates that people have not been nice to her And that the simple act of kindness was a shock to her, so much so that she felt compelled to tell me so. And that made me sad. That made me sad. We need to do better. We talk about doing better. That's one of the things we really need to check off that fucking list. Kindness is free. And it goes a long fucking way, people. Kindness goes a long fucking way. And you never know how it's going to come back. You know, I don't know if I believe in karma because our modern Western sort of um, idea of what karma is and our translation of what karma is really isn't necessarily what actual karma is. Karma comes from, you know, the saying of doing dharma, which are deeds, doing good dharma in this life gets you good karma in your next. It's a reincarnated Rite of passage. It's a reincarnated gift due from how you lived your previous life. So you don't. Everyone's like karma is instant. No, actually, technically, it's not. It takes a fucking lifetime. So that shit builds up. But I do believe that there is an energy that is contagious, just like negativity. Positivity is fucking contagious, and not only is it contagious, it's something that like can change someone's mindset. You know, it's sort of a kick that someone can need. I'm talking about that kick that Tony gave me, not in my womb. He didn't kick me in my womb. He kicked me, kicked me in my fucking soul. <laughs> Tony Robbins kicked me in my soul. Um, you know, just from being nice to that guy and buying him lunch, that maybe could have been a kick in the day that he needed or even in his life like he could have been beaten down and maybe his mindset has got him in this victim mentality and he's not seeing the gifts of life he's seeing everything as a difficulty and he's seeing everything as things are happening to him not for him which is what you know one of the things i learned from tony which is a really common way to look at life but it's articulated in such a simplistic way that you can understand it on a deeper level and, and, and maybe my act of kindness can sort of help this guy get out of his mindset that there are no gifts. And sometimes as, as neighbors, quote-unquote neighbors, I don't know this guy, I don't know where he lives. Can you imagine I fouled him from his fucking house? I, the fact that we are neighbors on earth it, it is sort of a reason for us to try to make people feel good. Is that too much for people to do? Am I a hippie to think that that's a possibility? Is it too simplistic? I don't know. I've seen the way my dad used to deal with people and my mom. And I firsthand was witness to the ripple effect that that had. You know, my mother was a union rep and she used to help people who were People in a school that weren't teachers, you know, lunch ladies and bus drivers. And that was her whole job was helping them. Even though she got paid to do it, she was really good at it. She still worked really hard and went above and beyond to make sure people were seen and that they got what they deserved. And those people, they loved her for it because she really meant it. And they even made um, a day in the district, Nancy Finley Day, Uh, and the NS I think it's NSR or NSRP day it's like some national representative day um, recognition day and I believe hers is I think it's November 13th which is the day that she passed away It it may be a different day I don't know if they're like hey this is the day she died let's have this be the special day for Nancy but it's a day in November that the Syracuse City School District deemed Nancy Finley Day which is pretty fucking cool And it also shows the impact that your mother had. And that impact being her fucking kindness. (laughs) Be fucking kind. You know? Be grateful. And that's the other thing on the other side of this Tony Robbins weekend is my mindset has also shifted for me to really realize how fortunate I am to have this crazy chaotic family with these kids. Otherwise, if I were a only child, I'd be in a. f I'd be in the bear chalet. <laughs> I'd be in the fucking bear chalet. Alone. So sad. Like where? I don't have anybody. And you can understand why people are getting this cyclical mindset of feeling like the world and life is happening to them. Because they haven't been able to see the gifts. They 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 have been beaten down so much. So I understand it on one hand. But on the other hand, you have to have the desire and the understanding that you do have a choice in how you view life and how you view your world around you and how you step out in that world and what you put out in that world. You have a choice. You have a fucking choice. Every single one of us has a fucking choice. And... A lot of people who don't have anything who didn't come from shit created a lot because they realized the power of choice. A lot of people who came from dire situations and traumatic upbringings and criminal households and things you can't even imagine achieved a lot of really great shit. They had a choice and they made a choice. They made a choice to believe they were worth it. And I, being here... And coming on the other side of being in that Tony Robbins seminar for a few days, i it's almost like I'm reminded of all of the things that I have in my life that maybe sort of got clouded by my feelings of sadness and and feeling overwhelmed by that weight of grief. It's not a Grief Survival guide episode. You, I'm just dipping in. Guys, I'm just dipping my toes in. Don't get mad. Please don't get mad. Excuse me? If you want to record a podcast, I suggest you stop whatever that noise is. And please respect what I requested of you previously, which was to wait until I come and got you. I'm almost done. Thank you. A little bit longer. Thank you. I love you. So that's how you are a day-drinking stoned aunt. As you put your fucking foot down. Tully was surprised that he thought I was just going to be like the cool aunt that let the kids get away with everything. I'm quite the fucking opposite. I do. I did tell Karina to go up to Emily yesterday on Thanksgiving and and tell her. (laughs) I told Karina to go to her sister and let her know that I was motherfucking nature. And, and then Karina screamed it to the whole room and sort of blew my cover. I was just hoping she'd kind of walk up nonchalantly and be like, mom, did you know Jesse is motherfucking nature? I was on an edible, and um, I'm not saying I'm a great person, but I am saying I'm available to babysit. So remember that for next time, your hoary babysitter doesn't show up. Um, it was funny, I was starting to decorate the room that I stay in, which is kind of like the mammy room Nancy room. There's a lot of her stuff in here. My sister put up a bunch of photos, which I have put into a drawer, not to avoid them only because it's a different year, and i'm I've got a different mindset. And I want to focus on happier things like tequila, wine and being grateful for the people in my life. And so I was decorating and my mom had gotten me this Charlie Brown Christmas tree, which is so adorable. If you like tchotchke shit, I was raised by a tchotchke woman, like Queen Tchotchke. You have to check out the Charlie Brown Christmas tree, which is an actual Christmas tree. It's like two and a half feet high with just the single red globe ornament. It's just the sweetest thing ever. You need it. And as I'm putting this tree together, I was like, see, Charlie Brown understood the value of not needing a lot in your life. You don't need much to make your heart feel full. And as I was thinking this, I dropped the red ornament onto the dresser and it shattered. (laughs) And I was like, see? And also, we're taught to strengthen our relationship with loss because i just lost the only thing i had the one ornament for this fucking tree and boom it's gone bye and i laughed at myself because i'm here i am having this like deep introspective moment of realizing like the the ideology and the theology of charlie Brown. <laughs> and the mindset of the have not and you really have a lot By not having a lot, you realize how much you have, and then my fucking ornament shatters. It was just a beautiful, perfect, ironic moment, don't you think, that I really enjoyed. And um, I've had a really good time so far being here. My sister and I went to see the Gucci movie, The House of Gucci, which I, I do recommend, just for Jared Leto alone. Leto? Leto? Let him, whatever, call himself, whatever his name is, Jared Leto. He's so talented. He plays Aldo. I think he plays Aldo Gucci. Um, he's, his accent is, everyone's accent is ridiculous. No one has the same accent. There's like 10 accents in this movie. They all have their own form of what Italian sounds like. And I think Jared Leto's was my absolute favorite accent that he had in the movie. Just the way he spoke was fucking hilarious. And, you know, my sister and I had these custom Gucci jackets made from this, very talented local artist Michelle Darren out of Syracuse. Her page is Michelle Darren, uh, D A R I N. I'll add it to the notes of this episode. You got to check it out. She makes the coolest custom jackets, and I love small businesses. Most of the stuff I own is from small businesses or individual artists or independent artists. I I love supporting it, and you find really amazing stuff. And I'd rather give that to her than some than to actually Gucci. <laughs> And my sister had these amazing jackets, my sister and I. So we made a night of it. You know, we're like, we got our Gucci jackets on. We got, put some makeup on. We had some sushi. We were on an edible and we kept laughing because my sister over and over was like, it's so fresh. The sushi is just so fresh. I'm like, bitch, no, your edible is good. Your edible is good because I don't know how you get fresh salmon in Syracuse, New York. The only lake we're near is Anadaga Lake, and I guarantee you the fish ain't fresh in that motherfucking lake. They are atomic. They're they're at this point they are completely like the toxic Avenger trout. <laughs> so we just had this great night and I went out to get another drink. It's the movie tavern in I think Baldwinsville, or maybe close to Auburn. It's it's cute little, you know, movie where you can movie theater where you can like get served, but because of COVID You can't get served. We just need to get back to normal life, please, for the love of fucking God. That's the last I'll talk about COVID in this episode. But I went to go get another drink and I'm standing in line and then it's my turn and the waitress or the bartender goes, you're famous. And I was like, yeah, yes, I am. She's like, it's so nice to meet you. And I was like, it's nice to meet you, girl. You know, thank you so much. Thank you for working on the Wednesday before Thanksgiving. And she's like, oh, it's so cool to meet you. I'm like starstruck. And I'm, I'm like, oh, no, it's chill. You know, I'm a Syracuse girl at heart. And she made me a drink, made me pay for both. No, I'm just kidding. And um, she was just so sweet. And it was like one of the few times I think you guys have heard me speak about, even in the last episode, moments of me wanting to quit, stand up, and quit what I do. And every single time I've had those moments when I've been in transit, someone's recognized me. And this was just kind of a beautiful moment being home and having a great night with my sister and starting like new traditions with her and someone recognizing me in a different form, you know, not out of me needing to hear it from the universe, but just out of someone's genuine respect and love for what I do. It was a cool moment to realize that. And I think that's really just what I've come to terms with this year cuz this is the day before my mom's birthday we've just celebrated thanksgiving yesterday and my mom's death anniversary was november 13th and it's been a full year and i'm such a different person i'm completely on the other side of of where i was last year a lot of us are hopefully and i've learned and i've grown so much and what i love and what i appreciate has evolved and i feel so Strong in my conviction of who I am right now. And I'm excited. I'm excited for the next year. I'm excited for being on tour with Carly, which don't forget our spring tour. I think we're going to announce it next week. All of our dates go up, but you can book, uh, buy a ticket, purchase a ticket to see our live experience, our girl experience live. Uh, Well, we filmed it and it's going to be us sort of watching. It's like a watch along experience, a digital experience presented by Moment House. I'll put that in the show notes and I'll also add the tour link as well. We're going to be touring. Carly and I will be touring all of spring 2022 and I'll be touring in the fall. Carly may join me in the fall as well. We might do another girl tour. We're figuring those dates out now. But starting that podcast with her has just been such an amazing experience and Spotify and I are discussing what our podcast is going to be. I'm going to create something completely new with them. And, you know, I'm writing my book, getting back into that. So all of these things that I think I started out of a way to cope with loss and grief. It's not an episode for grief survival. I am now starting to enjoy all of these things again. So I want to thank you guys for sticking with me and being so supportive. And uh, we have a couple calls. Oh, shit, I can't forget the calls. And then after this, I'm going to be doing a podcast with my niece and nephew. Let's do a couple calls. Uh, There are a couple that I'm going to put in the next Grief Survival Guide episode that we'll probably do in the next week or so. But for now, let's listen to a couple. Hi, Jessica. My name is Ian Burns. And I am one of your many fans from the UK. Ian! I wanted to ask two questions. One, is there any chance that we will get to see you here in the UK at the Edinburgh Fringe Festival in 2022 or 2023? And second question, how long should a farm wait to get merch? <laughs> Love you. Bye. <laughs> I gotta tell you, Ian Burns has been waiting for merch for three years, and it, now it's just become this ongoing running joke. And you know, part of me feels like Ian Burns can never get merch because it would ruin the joke. But you know, I'm an anal Virgo, and he's got to get something. But I'm, I'm just seeing how long we can prolong this because it literally is one of the longest running jokes I've ever had, and I think it's amazing. I love you, Ian. I love your accent. It sounds completely fake. We know you're you're in Ohio. Hi, I saw your tweet saying you'll answer any questions on your podcast. I'm just wondering if you could answer this question. I've been wondering if uh, Dwayne "The Rock" Johnson clips his own toenails. That's a... What do you think I do for a living? You want my opinion of Dwayne "The Rock" Johnson clips his own toenails? I'm going to say it depends on when he worked out and if his muscles are stiff. I can't imagine a man that large has the dexterity and the ability to get down to those toes. But then again, maybe he puts so much work into his body that he is flexible, kind of like Joe Rogan who can do fucking drop splits like a gay hooker. Maybe Dwayne The Rock Johnson has the same dexterity and the flexibility to allow him to clip his own toenails. That being said, I doubt he does. He looks like the man, a type of man who gets pedicures done And actually gets like clear toenail polish put on. (laughs) He looks like a guy who goes in for regular mani-pedis and has them like take away his cuticle skin and trim and give a nice soft square for sure. So I'm going to say, I'm going to have to say no. I'm going to have to say no to this. I don't think Dwayne The Rock Johnson clips his own toenails. And I can have Carly confirm or deny on our girl podcast. Great question. Solid question for the room. Actually, I was watching last night and was seriously following my eyes out. Everyone else in the house is asleep and I'm like filing crying instead of my cat. But I love you so much. Um it's actually on my bucket list to hang out with you and Bobby Lee. Um my birthday is September eighteenth and I know both you guys' birthdays obviously um, so I mean, I'll that for sure. Um, you are my favorite, I love you. Bye. Oh my God. I'm, I feel so honored that I made you cry in your bed with your cat. <laughs> Usually that's not the greatest scenario for a woman. And it's a lot of women's nightmares to just be alone crying with cats. But I'm glad that I am a positive version of that. It sounded like. It sounds like you're generally, which between generally and genuinely, I don't know which one I said more. Let's add it up. I think you seem like the type of person who is excited about that. So I appreciate that. And yeah, hello, Virgo. What's up, Virgo? Are you an anal Virgo as well? I am a very anal Virgo and I love it. It's what's made me successful up to this point and also has made all my drawers extremely organized. Anything you need, I'll find it in my place. And I misplace everything, but I always find it. So I'm like chaotically organized, truthfully. Um, I will be doing another grief survival guide episode. You guys love those and are very responsive to those. And I appreciate it. I have gotten a couple emails about what happens when we die. So I'll do that in the next episode. And also I'll get back into those voicemails that a couple of you left that I started to play, but I wanted to save for the episode because they pertain to grief and loss. So don't think that I've forgotten about you. I will definitely hook up with those and put those into the podcast next time that I do a grief survival guide episode. And um come see me live. I'll be in Plano, Texas, the first weekend of December, the second through the fourth, I believe it is. I think it's next weekend. Yeah, it's next weekend, Thursday a Friday, Saturday in Plano, Texas at the House of Comedy. And then I'll be in the Mall of America December 16th, 17th, 18th. That's in Minnesota, Minneapolis, Minnesota. Come check us out. It'll be a fun, fun time. And then don't forget, we are wrapping up the wide open tour this New Year's Eve at the Syracuse Funny Bone. These are the last three dates to see me live. We had to move the Key West shows this weekend. We I was supposed to be in Key West. Those will be moved to the spring of 2022. But for now, the remaining wide open tour um, visits are going to be next weekend in Plano, Texas, and the 15th. Oh, sorry, the 16th or the 18th in Mall of America, and then the, we're wrapping it up here in Syracuse, New York, for New Year's Eve. Thank you guys so much. Don't forget to email your questions to jessiemaypelusocomedy at gmail.com. Check out the Patreon page. I'll be putting my episode up with my niece and nephew there this week. And also don't forget to check out the YouTube page. Subscribe, click, share with your friends. Thank you guys so much for your support. You fucking rock. Spread kindness. It's free. Seeking the truth never gets old.